Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Well, praise Jesus. Um, <clears throat> Caleb, just so you know, my message just changed. So, um, Praise the Lord. We're going to go into something a little bit different than what I was planning. We might get into what I was planning next week because it's, it's just so good. Um, but really, uh, you know, what happened was... Is, uh, the Lord, in the night, the Lord woke me up and shared some things with me. I didn't think that I was preaching on them, but I, I, as I was sitting here, I realized that that's exactly what I was going to do. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what we want to, uh, that I want to be faithful to, to follow that. I think that it's important. You know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. By the way, uh, the worship team, my, my son and Allison, they had, they had to go. Uh, so if you don't see them, they didn't just skip out on us. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't even know if they, or he doesn't know this, uh, but that song that he sang last was really was on my heart for the service, and I just never told him, praise God, but apparently the Holy Spirit did. And so thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. But God, uh, God is doing great things in our midst, and I'm so thankful for this last year. I'm so thankful for all the things that transpired in the last year, and I'm so much more looking forward to the, the, the coming year. You know, this year definitely, this last year definitely presented its share of trials and opposition. But, you know, in that, I've learned something about faith uh, through action that I, I, I never fully understood before, or as much as I do now. But one of the things that I learned is how you can be in joy in trials and in, in, in tribulation, that the things that can come against you, that they, they, they are trying, you know, there's a, an opposition that comes against you that's trying to rob you from a good life, from the things that God has for you. But if we determine in ourselves to stay in faith, glory to God, and the way we do that is by keeping our eyes on, on the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. I saw it like this. You know, um, when, I, when I'm uh, outside, you know, we have our, our little Cassie dog. She's just a little rat, not much bigger than a rat. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's the only dog that my wife will let me have. Praise the Lord. We tried to have another one, but I had to give it to Aaron. So <laughs> praise the Lord. So now she's blessed with, with Oliver. We, we could, I couldn't even name him because it was, that's how out of the will of God I was for myself. <laughs> But uh, we, well, praise the Lord, we bought, a, bought him for Aaron. Glory to God. But, uh, uh, but my wife lets me have this Cassie dog. But Cassie is just a little, little dog. And when I'm outside, I have to be very careful of her. You know, I have to keep a good close watch on her. I have to keep my eyes on her because we have like hawks and eagles in the area. And, and to them, she's not much more than a snack. Amen. And so I have to watch out for her. Um, but the Lord was, you know, was, was showing me this, you know, in, in life, no matter what we do, we we need to keep our eyes, uh, we, we need to keep our eyes not too far from him. You know, not let him get too far out of our sight, in other words. And it's not because he's leaving our sight, but we need to not drift too far away from home base. Amen? And so as we keep our, as we go through our day, as we go through our weeks, as we go through whatever, we are going through trial, we just need to keep our focus on him. Amen? Keep looking back towards him. And it's, it's amazing how, how the Lord, when you look to him, you know, he's, he's, he's calling you forth. He's calling, calling you to him always. And as you move towards him, it's like you move through the trial. You, you know, I, I think, of course, the 23rd Psalm, that uh, praise the Lord as we walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because, because he's with us, amen? He's, he's providing for us. He's looking out for us. And so no matter what comes against us, we have him to look forward to. 
Amen? And he's always, he's not moving away from us, but he's moving us into his direction, which is in a place of blessing. It's a place of grace. It's a place of, uh, of, of complete fullness. Amen? And uh, that, that's the only way to live life, folks. That's the only way we should do it. You know, last year, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, and, and I didn't dub it by my own, uh, uh, my own uh, understanding or my own desire, but the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of the year and told me that it was, does anyone remember what it was? A year of transformation, praise the Lord. And so we kind of, we, 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 we kept talking about that at different times, various times throughout the year, but we certainly, we know in ourselves, in the churches, we've seen that. I believe in many of you have seen that as well. Um, but, you know, I had spoke uh, early on that, uh, that, that if we'll connect to God's plan, uh, when we hear these types of things, if we connect to God's plan and run with it um, and really hook to it, really find out what that means to connect with it, amen, and, and to run with it, that we'll see these things walk out in our life. And, and, and you know, the, the plan of God is really not much more than that. It's always just following Him. And He gives us direction. He'll give us things. And as we connect to those things and run with those, run with the vision, so to speak, as we move forward in those things, God always, uh, He always meets up with us and walks us into that thing that He's told us to. But how many know that, that, that you, can, you cannot walk in what God has for you? You cannot walk in what God, you can choose not to, you can choose to step aside. But one of the number one ways that we stay on the path is to stay hungry. Amen. Uh, to stay hungry, to stay desiring God and what he has for us, to stay hungry for those things that he's spoken to us, that when we hear those things, uh, you know, and they sit right in our heart, then we run with them. You know, I, I uh, you know, I've often been told this, uh, or I've often talked about how, you know, the, the people that God has connected me with, how much of a blessing it has been, and not always for the reasons that we think that it'd be a blessing, but it's a blessing because God connects us to be blessed. Yeah. Amen. And so when he connects us to a place and we yield to that connection. Now, yielding to that connection doesn't mean that we do everything that they do or that we, uh, that we necessarily have to uh, embrace everything. But what it means is that there is a divine connection. And in that connection, we find out where, how and where we're connected, why we're connected. Amen. Uh, you know, we have different kinds of, uh, we, in, in a home, uh, in, in a, a building, you may have various kinds of uh, uh, connections, electrical connections. You know, in this, in this uh, building, we have two different, um, we have several different panels, electric panels, but one we have is a, a two-phase panel and the other one's a three-phase panel. And the three-phase panel is, is, is for, uh, originally this was a, a gas station with uh, ovens and stuff like that, pizza ovens and things like that. And so the panel was just kind of left here. Praise the Lord. And it's a different kind of connection. It's a different kind of power. There more power, actually, that comes into it. But, uh, you know, the lights aren't, they're, they're not wired into that three-phase panel. They don't get power from that, and they don't need to, amen? Uh, but the electric, the heaters in here do. And so you, you understand that there's different connections for different reasons, and there's more power for different things, and, 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 and you go to the right connection at the right time for the right thing, amen? And so what uh, our job is as, as people of God is to really, just to follow the, uh, where God has placed us in, in, in those connections as it set, settles right in our heart, then we learn to flow with that. I learned from my pastor early on. There are certain things that I just knew about his character. Uh, I might not agree. If we have a conversation, we might not agree on every point, on everything, always, and we don't need to. 
But the things that we uh, do agree on are what's important, amen? The places that we do come together are what those connections are all about, amen? I hope that makes sense to you. I, again, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I wanted to re recap kind of uh, a little bit of, of what the Lord showed me last year because uh, the Lord showed me something different for this year. Now, if you, if, if you understand, I, I don't necessarily go seeking this. I'm not, I'm not looking for a, uh, a plan, uh, a specific plan. I'm not looking to, to label the year or anything like that. I, I'm not looking to, to come up with, uh, you, you know, kind of a, a, a blueprint of what we got to do or assignment. Uh, I just try to follow the Lord the best I can. And of course, if he shares something with me, as I said, I wasn't even planning on this. Actually, you can pull up just the name of my original message if you, if you, you still have it on there. Praise the Lord. You can pull it up and you can see that it was different because I sent it to him. Joy, joy, joy. And, and maybe we'll get into that next week. But that's not the name of the message. This is going a different way. Amen. And so uh, this, year's, uh, this message uh, is called A Year of Reviving. Amen. Now you know about uh, about just about a week ago I was uh, I, I, I was uh, you know spending some time with the Lord and and um, I, I said I asked him I said Lord are you going to talk to me about next year and uh, what I what I heard was this I heard not yet um, I'll talk to you about that in a few days um, but he and then he went went on and I read some of that shared some of that with you last week recapped. Uh, uh, kind of the last year and, 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 and made me look back before we looked forward. Amen. And so again, I, I, I all the way up until uh, 4.30 this morning, I wasn't planning on, on any change in, uh, or, or, or hearing anything else specifically. But when I woke up, I knew that the Lord had told me, he said, I'll talk to you about that in a few days, about the coming year. And that's all that I had. And so I wanted to, you know, wait for him. And of course, you know, as the days go by, again, I can't make it happen. I can't turn it on. I can't just make God speak to me and I certainly don't want to make up stuff. But in those time, uh, but we have to learn how God speaks to us. And as I've learned, uh, as I've been learning more and more how God speaks to me, I, I've been learning that I, uh, how I need to yield myself to that. And in the night, uh, you know, I was, I, 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 I started and I was, I was getting a bit nervous because I'm like, I, you know, I, I certainly don't want to put anything on or make anything happen. But, uh, but I knew that the Lord, I, or I sensed that the Lord wanted to speak to me about some things and he did. And just as I was sitting here, uh, it seemed I actually just sent Caleb the first scripture that uh, he shared with me. And the reason I sent that back there was because I was like, well, I'll, I'll at least start the service by, by talking a little bit because I thought that was important. And then after I sent that scripture to him, um, you know, it seemed right to me that I needed to go into and just talk about what the Lord shared with me. Amen. And so if you don't mind me sharing with you what the Lord shared with me, um, as he always does, whenever God shares something with me spiritually, he always gives me scripture to back it up. Oftentimes I, it's scripture I'm not aware of, or I don't know, um, that I don't remember reading or whatever. Sometimes it is, um, or maybe it's just something I heard, but it doesn't matter anyways. But praise the Lord. So, uh, uh, hey, you got it up there. A year of reviving. Hallelujah. Now, I want to I want I want to start this off with you an understanding or giving you an understanding about something that this isn't revival. This is reviving and there's a difference. Um, uh, one of the things one of the great things needs in the church uh, that I have noticed in the church in general is that in Christianity and Christians is, is a need to be revived. 
you know, it's kind of like people have kind of grown lifeless. They've kind of grown dead. They've kind of grown stale. And maybe you've sensed that in yourself. And if you sense that in yourself, don't get down on yourself. There really is a great, uh, a great attack that's been uh, uh, sent against the, the body of Christ to try to get us to not do what God wants us to do. And so if you feel lethargic spiritually, that's why. If you feel like you've been slowed down uh, spiritually, that's why. Amen? Our job is to just not yield to the things that we know aren't right. And we don't want to be lethargic in that. And so this is, I believe, uh, now I don't want to put, uh, uh, I don't want to put uh, an outline on what reviving has to look like, but it's not necessarily revival. Now, if we get into revival, praise the Lord, I love that, and I won't, I won't complain. But I don't think that that's the focus. That's just the sense that I got. But it's a, a year of reviving. Amen? And so the first thing that the Lord said, it was, uh, the spoke to my heart this morning was Happy New Year. I thought that was pretty nice. Amen? I mean, that's exactly how it came to me. And I was like, well, Happy New, New Year to you too, you know? But that, that's, that's, that's how I... And, and, and you know, I've had a sense, I told my wife, I've, I've had a sense and for probably a good month now or so, I've had a, a sense that, that we've been coming out of some things. Yeah. You know, just, just in general, and that we're coming into some things. Praise the Lord. So we're coming out of some things, and we're coming into some things. Now, I, I don't want to get you overly hyped up and overly excited. We need to still have faith. I'm not going to say that everything this year is going to be easy. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I just believe God at his word. Glory to God. And when he's given the word, his word can settle. We can settle in our hearts, and we can run with it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so I'm just going to be looking for that because I when, I, when I heard it's a year of transformation last year, I certainly put my thoughts on a year of transformation and imagined what that could be. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I off. Boy, did I miss it. We don't need to do that. We just need to look at how Lord. See, what the Lord will do is sometimes he'll speak ahead of time and you won't really understand it until after it comes to pass. Actually, a lot of prophecy in scripture. That's why a lot of people that try to, they try to get over, over, overly into prophecy in scripture and they also get screwed up and you think, well, they were completely wrong and they missed it here. You hear people talking about stuff all the time. You find prophets all over the place that are prophesying or they're telling you the answer to this prophecy or that prophecy, what this means or that means, and then all of a sudden something happens and it's like, it's dead wrong. Why is that? It's because a lot of times we can't understand it till afterwards. God shows us beforehand so we know afterwards. Do you want to know something interesting about the Lord? He will find funny ways to talk to you. You know what the Lord did is he was giving me this message. I share this with my wife. I'm going to share it with them now. Um, you know, I... I uh, you know, over the past year, I, I think I've mentioned it a few times or whatever, but over the past year, God really dealt with me about my health and making sure that I'm trying to take care of my body and, and stuff like that. And, you know, since Thanksgiving, it's been a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, I've been a little bit worse in that than I had been. And uh, I kind of gotten off track a little bit and, and, and I gained a few pounds back. And, uh, you know, and so I've been mindful of that and, and just, just thinking about it. This is me. I'm not talking about anyone else. Amen. But, uh, you know, so I, I, I but I, I, one of the things that we, I, I do is I weigh myself often. And, and when I've been bad, I weigh myself less. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Until I, until I feel like maybe I, I've, I've shed a few and then I get back in and then I always guess what it's going to be. But you know, this morning when the Lord, uh, the, when, when at the Lord or sometime around the time the Lord gave me all this, this, this stuff, um, I heard a weight in my, in my and I ain't going to tell you what it is, but I heard a weight in my spirit. Now, I, I, I had no idea, no reason to believe that that was the weight that I was. Um, 
praise the Lord. But when I stepped on the scale this morning, that's the weight that it was. Now, I know that that sounds goofy, and I don't want you to make, uh, don't look for God. I'm just saying that this is one of the crazy ways God will verify things. And the reason that I was telling my wife that I believe that he did it this way is because when I have something I can test it against, then I can know the truth of the, thing that it, the other things he said. See, the Lord will do that with us. He will, he will give us things spiritually, but then he'll give us proof to it in ways that we couldn't manufacture. Yeah. Amen? Uh, because uh, now I was happier with my weight, what it was. I was happier than what it was. But the, the, the reason that it meant something is because it was kind of like, it was like something to measure it against, the things that I don't have a specific thing for. And you say, well, where is that in the scripture? Well, God speaks to us, and so it talks a lot about that. You know, that's about as good as I can get you. It's, it's not that. But the reason I share that with you is for the purpose. My job is to teach people how, uh, you, you know, how to, to relate to God and how to, to understand the word and stuff like that. Uh, but one of those things is leading people in a way that they, that, that they can understand that God is unconventional in some of the things that he does. Now, some things are very conventional that God does, very specific, but some things are very unconventional. And that's what we're facing uh, when, when, we, when we deal with spiritual things. So don't write down, okay, Lord, tell me what my weight is so I can know what to, you know what I mean, or something like that. Or, and, and that wasn't, I wasn't putting out a fleece. I wasn't testing God. I wasn't saying, Lord, he just offered that to me. And I just had that revelation later on. So for, that's free, no charge. If you're like, Pastor Jeff, that's just too darn goofy for me. Well, praise the Lord. Throw it out and forget that I even said it. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, uh, he said, Happy New Year to me. And then uh, about sp something specific, and, and I will share this because I was planning on it. Um, you know, I, I had been invited to go with Reverend Rich again this year on another trip, and it's somewhere different. And um, I believe that last time, you know, one of the things that I was, I was kind of, I, I hadn't got settled yet on whether or not I was going to go. I had wondered about that. And, um, and so I, 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 you know, even the last time I had talked to him, I said, you know, I don't know if I'll be going. I don't know if I'll be able to go this year um, or, or whatever. I was like, my high would like to, but I don't know, you know, if it's, if it's God. And you always want to make sure if you're doing something that it's, it's God. And, and in the night that he started dealing with me, and several times I heard these words, ask me, ask me. And so uh, I, I think that's quite interesting. But I, I, honestly, a lot of times we wonder about things we don't ask. And, and the Lord says, and we'll get back into that later, praise the Lord. But uh, I did ask, and he did confirm, and I will be, be going uh, with him, not near as long as we, I did last time. Um, but uh, we, we'll, there'll be more about that in the future, I'm sure. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But then, uh, right after I, I heard that, he said, Behold, I do a new thing, and it's not like it was. Yeah. And then he led me uh, to uh, Isaiah. Uh, and so we're going to go to Isaiah 43. Praise Jesus. And i got to try to find them all in my Bible. <coughs> Isaiah 43. How many know that God will speak to you out of the, New, the Old Testament too? Yeah. Amen. You know, the Old Testament really is, 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 is a, lot of, uh, a lot of things that show us. You know, even like, so if you take what I just told you about uh, the weight thing or whatever, do you know when God deals with his people, as you see this, really the Old Testament is an account of God dealing with his people, getting them to a destination. Really, the whole Bible is that, right? That's what the Bible is. It's, it's an account of things that have already been done, of God getting people to destinations. And think about all the crazy ways that the Lord led people. 
I mean, crazy ways. He did, he, he did uh, I mean, he used people that were unusable. He used people that were unwilling at times. He used people who were not articulate, were not, you know, they were uh, bad character. He used all kinds of people to do all kinds of things. And then sometimes people didn't listen and he used, he used other methods. He used, uh, you know, at one point he used a donkey to talk to a prophet, right? Praise the Lord. Uh, another time a hand appeared on the wall, and, or a, a disembodied hand appeared and started writing some things on the wall. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, he's done things through prophets and he's done things through kings and judges and all different kinds of people. He's used men and women and children. He's, you know, used widows. He's used poor people. He's used rich people. He's used uh, leaders of nations. He's used people that couldn't lead anything, couldn't lead a horse to water. Hallelujah. I mean, just he, 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 has, he has used everything across the board. And really, he's used all kinds of methods, all different things. It's very rarely the same way. I mean, just think about the way that the Lord fed the Israelites in the wilderness. Certainly we don't get manna. I've never seen manna. Have you ever seen manna? Praise the Lord. But they did. They knew all about manna. Yeah. And, 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 and in fact, even one of the things that he shared with them is he said, I'm going to give you manna. But he said, you know, manna, if you didn't know what manna was, manna was like a flower-like substance that appeared on the ground every morning. And God said, take just what you need for the day, right? And, and, and leave the rest. That's what he said. Why? Because he wanted them to have faith that he would supply them every day. And so he said, take what you need for the day. When they tried to take more than what they needed for the day, when they came back to it, they found it was full of worms. That's interesting, isn't it? And so God does things in amazing ways. And uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty outstanding. But we, we're going back to Isaiah here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope this is okay for you, a little bit different for a Sunday morning. But uh, he said, behold, in uh, uh, here in Isaiah 43, 19, so he spoke to me, behold, I do a new thing. And then it, it, here it reads, behold, I will do something new. Well, that's, that's good verification for me. Amen? Yeah. But he says, now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I love this. Actually, these words uh, kind of, they kind of stood off to kind of, uh, you, you know how it looks uh, when you make uh, a certain amount of text bold? You ever do that? Uh, as I was reading this, that's exactly what happened to me. It wasn't super spiritual or anything like that. But all of a sudden, it was as if this part of the text just got really bold. Will you not be aware of it? See, God is trying to speak to us. He wants to speak to us. Amen? But it's up to us to be willing to listen. It's us to us to position. It's up to us to position ourselves in a place to hear, right. Amen. Because we can, you know, we can go about life. We can do the things that we're going to do. We can get distracted and forget all about God, and He'll still love us. He'll still bring us to heaven. He'll still bless us when He can. But we will miss things that He has for us to do. And I, I, I just don't want, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, the Lord spoke to Reverend Greer last year was everything that you'll put your hands to in 2022 will prosper. And there was more to it, but that's what he said. And you know, last night we were on our way home from Corey and I'm like, well, guess what? 2022 ain't over yet. So I'm going to put my hands to at least one more thing because I, want, I believe that the, what the prophet said. I believe because I've, I've seen the effect of it. And so I wanted, I wanted to jump on board with that. And so I put my hands to one more thing. Glory to God. Yeah. I believe I was inspired to do so. I wasn't just coming up with my own thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a, a new project or something like that, but it was something that has been in my heart for a while. I was like, you know what? I'm putting my hands to this thing. Yeah. Why? Because he said it'll prosper. Yeah. 
and I want it to prosper. Amen? And of course, there was lots of scriptures and stuff that went with that, but we're, we're staying in, in, in line here. Will you not be aware of it? Folks, we need to be aware of what God is doing. And in order to be aware of what God is doing, we have to, do, we have to desire to be aware. We have to care. We, it has to matter to us as we go into 23, my, I love what my wife was talking about because really what my wife was talking about was how we look at the year and everything really does matter because looking at it in faith opens the door wide for God to move in our midst. It opens the door wide for God to do something in us. Listen, God can tell us that it's a year of reviving, but if we won't be revived, then we just won't be revived. Amen. If we're going to stay dead, we'll stay dead. If we stay lifeless, we'll stay lifeless. We can't get jealous at all. Listen, if you see somebody else getting revived, you're like, well, I haven't got revived. Don't get jealous. Get on board. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Get hooked up and say, oh, I, will, I want whatever water they're drinking. Glory to God. Whatever the tea is they put in pastor's office this morning, maybe we all need to drink some of that. Amen. <laughs> will you not be aware of it? I will look at this. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So this is what God, you know, of course he was saying this to his people. I believe he's saying it again. But I will even make a roadway in the wilderness. So we're, you know, the wilderness being like, have you ever looked at such uh, uh, thick uh, vegetation or whatever? We just recently watched this movie. And it was about um, when slavery, when, when Abraham uh, Lincoln declared, uh, uh, proclaimed slavery was over. But you know, he had declared that but there was still a whole bunch of people that weren't on board with that yet. And even though that he had declared that, there was still wars that had to happen. And so these slaves started hearing about this. They started hearing about getting wind of it, that he had declared this thing down in the south. But they still weren't letting them go. In fact, they were still killing many of them. And so they, they still had to fight. Even though it was declared, they still had to fight their way through. And one of the things that this, and this was a true story about uh, this, this, this famous uh, slave. It was a famous picture that kind of circulated the globe. Everybody has kind of become iconic of, of slavery, of the, the, the scars on the man's back. But he was separated from his family, and he had, to, he had to run and escape from these people that were actively hunting him. Hunting him. They were going to kill him. And they were hunting him with dogs and guns. Amen. And so this man was down in Louisiana and he had to run through the swamps. That was the, the, uh, the, 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 the most likelihood that he was going to get anywhere was going through these swamps. And if you know anything about the swamps, there's something to kill you every 10 seconds. Amen. And there's no pathway through it. But so the, 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 that's what I think about when I think about the wilderness. Sometimes when we're in a wilderness season of our life, doesn't it feel like there's no way through? Doesn't it feel like there's no way out? Doesn't it feel like the end is just so far out of sight? But see, with faith, one of the things that we learn is that God will make a pathway in the wilderness because we follow him. Now, this doesn't apply to everybody. There's a lot of people that are going to be lost in the wilderness looking for a way out. But to the child of God, this applies. To the child of God, this should stir you up. To the child of God, this should open your eyes to something new. That there is a path going forward. And if I'm stuck, it's because I'm not on the path. I want to be on the path. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, which of course uh, uh, represents uh, an easier going, Right? Uh, a, a, a grace to be able to go forward. But it says rivers in the desert. And what do we know about rivers in the desert? If you know anything about Israel, you'll know this, that, that Israel was, is, is primarily, there's a lot of desert there, right? 
And then all of a sudden they came up with this thing and they started irrigating it. And they turned all this land that was desert, they started turning it into uh, lush, uh, fruitful soil where they started growing things and, 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 and planting things. And of course, in California, they do this as well. There's a lot of drought there, but when they can get water to it, it takes a desert and it makes it into a place that is vibrant and lush. Actually, um, Praise the Lord, if I'm out there where uh, our, our brother over here, John, uh, came from down in uh, Southern California there, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of brown. It's a lot of like brown all the time. It's beautiful, but it's brown. But I remember one year when there was, uh, it was in the springtime, I think, that there was pictures of, was it, is it poppies uh, that, that are everywhere? And it's, it was just absolutely amazing. Whenever I've been out there, it's been brown. But this is, it was just covered, like mountains were covered, right? Like, in my hills? Were covered with these vibrant, beautiful flowers. Why? Because they had gotten the moisture they needed. You think about that. If your life has been dry, if your life has been uh, un, not feeling very refreshing, there, I believe that there is, and if you can believe it too, there is an anointing to step into things that bring vibrance back to us, amen? That will bring life back to us, that will, will reinvigorate us, praise the Lord. And this is what reviving is all about. It's about coming in and taking something that's dry and cracked. You know, I have a plant that I had in my, in my house that I loved. And uh, it started getting these little things on it, these little, these, what were they, mom, spider mites or something? And, 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 and all of a sudden, the, I love this plant. I smuggled it in my suitcase all the way back from California. Uh, and, and it started losing its, its, its uh, not leaves so much as they are, whatever they are, it's a succulent. Uh, it started losing those things. And uh, my mom said, well, let me, why don't you let me take that for a little while and I'll see if I can, I can revive it, right? And so she takes that from me and, and, and sure enough, she does the thing that you're supposed to do with plants and that's called water it. <laughs> but when you water it on a schedule, guess what happens? And she started treating it, it started coming back to life. She, and last time I was out there, she's like, look at all the new growth on. Like, that's amazing. Praise the Lord. If all, I know we're so bad with, we only can have plants that don't want a lot of water. And even when they don't want a lot of water, we don't give them that. Uh, I mean, I can kill aloe. I have aloe that you, is no good for anything because it's so thin. It's just like, give us some water, amen? But uh, praise the Lord. And that's, that's why people have to help us out sometimes. But we keep kids alive. We do do that. You kept the kids alive. If it were up to me, the kids probably would have been not so good. But my wife, my wife was a big, was a big help in keeping the kids alive. Amen. Not so much plants. She's like, I have to deal with the kids. You deal with the plants. And unfortunately, we know how good that goes. But uh, but so we see. So this this is the imaging that we're getting here. As we look into the Word, we start realizing that God wants to refresh us, and that He wants. You know, this is this is what His heart is. Praise the Lord. Uh, the beast of the field will glorify me. I want to read out of the actual Bible. The beast of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And look at this, to give drink to my chosen people. Is there any chosen people in here? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you didn't know it, you need to know it. We are chosen people of God. And so he wants to give us, and because of giving us drink, the ostriches rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. The jackals rejoice in the Lord. I don't know what all that means other than the fact that something that doesn't normally rejoice in the Lord is getting excited and they don't even know why they're so blessed. They're just excited about it. But they're blessed because of the people of God. Hallelujah. 
See, that's, that's the thing. This is why God sets churches up in different areas that will follow him and that wants to do things. Because when a church will preach the word, when a church will give people the true gospel, what happens is life starts coming back to those areas. Amen? Enough of stale religion, enough of dead religion, enough of a God that you don't interact with. We have a God that is ever so active in our life. He wants to speak to us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to feed us. He wants to water us. He wants to make things look good through us. Praise the Lord because of us. And that's our God. Hallelujah. I just love serving a God that will take care of me and will take care of you. I actually love serving God even more that he takes care of you because that, I know I can't. I look at God, I, I go to the Lord all the time, and I say, Lord, I can't do anything for these people. You've got to help them. And you chose to use me, I get that, but you've got to do something in me in order to get to them. Amen? Because if he doesn't revive me, how can I, you know, praise the Lord. And so that's exactly what we see here. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, the people who I formed for myself will declare my praise. Hallelujah. See, this is what God is doing. But then look at here, the shortcomings of Israel, and this is an example for us not to follow. Yet you have not called on me, O Jacob, and you have, not become, and you have become weary of me, O Israel. You have not brought to me the sheep of your, for, of your burnt offerings, nor have you honored me with your sacrifices. You know, of course, back then, in, in, in this we don't give sacrifices, and we don't bring sheep to the altar anymore, but there are things that we bring in sacrifice. There are things that we do as our equivalent. Amen? So the sacrifice isn't just gone away. It's just changed. We don't bring animals to the altar and sacrifice them before God. And we don't give burnt offerings. And there's reasons for all that. But we're not getting into that today. So if you don't understand, don't get mad. It's just the way it was. And it had purpose. But it's not the purpose anymore. But the principle that we take out of this is he, he's saying, you haven't brought to me the things that I've told you to. You haven't been doing what I've told you to do. Amen? You haven't sacrificed these things. You haven't given of yourself, right? right. Praise the Lord. Uh, and this, this is another interesting ver part of the verse. Listen to this. I have not burdened you with offerings, nor wearied you with incense. In other words, the things that God requires of us isn't a burden to us. It's a blessing. Because that's where his people are blessed, is in following his plan. It's on his path. That's the translation. You want the translation, that's what it's talking about here. So he's saying that I haven't burdened you, I haven't wearied you with incense. You know, incense was, it was this thing, they had to make the incense. They used frankincense and some other things, and they put them together, and they had to, they had to prepare it. And mash. You know, there's things that we want. Um, my, my, uh, I, one of the things I like to use is beard oil. I like to use beard oil. I like partially because of the way it smells, but it's supposed to make my beard nice and soft. Amen. And my wife said, uh, you know, because we like essential oils and stuff like that. And I've been looking for a beard oil that is, is more natural because I like natural based products. I'm not into all the, the chemicals or I'm trying to get away from the you know, chemical stuff because I just don't think it's good for you. That's me. Uh, but that's just the way that I am. My wife said, can't you make it? And I said, yeah, I probably could make it. But then I'd have to make it. Yeah. I'd have to take the time and do all that. And so back then, that's what they had to do. They had to make that stuff. The incense, actually, the beard oil I have in today has frankincense in it. And not for any other reason than, it's actually even called temple smoke. Praise the Lord. Yeah. How fancy is that? Not because it's actually doing anything. I, I, and they're not Christian that make it. I don't even know where that all came from. But it, but it, it, it uh, I don't know. I don't know. It blessed me to put it on. So that's it. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. And so at any rate, I don't want to make it. I don't want to have to do that. But see, the Lord, uh, he had them make the incense to burn in the temple. Yeah. And he did that for, there was reasons for it. the things that the incense did and the offerings they did. They went up as a sacrifice to the Lord and they, they helped things go, you know, go about the way they should. But God said, I haven't wearied you with what I've asked you from you. I haven't burdened you with anything. See, so often we're like, oh, you know, I have to, I have to go to church again or I have to do this thing again or the Lord wants me to go over here and help this person or he wants me to walk the straight and narrow. You know, God doesn't want you to walk the straight and narrow because it's just something that he came up for a rule for your life. So many people think about that. They think that sin, the reason that God tells us not to sin, God only made sin sin because he doesn't want us to have fun. No, God doesn't want us to sin because sin causes death. And he knows that. It's not because he makes sin cause death. It's because that's what sin does. Sin separates you from God. God is life-giving. And if you're separated from God, you're in death. And so you're on a path to death. And so the reason that he tells us to do things is because his path is blessed. Amen. He knows the path of the wilderness. He doesn't want you stumbling through the jungle looking for snakes and alligators and crocodiles and spiders and poisonous plants and thorns and all the things that will get at you. He wants you walking a path that's been cleared for you. Amen? Amen. Following God is good, folks. And as we go into this year of this year of reviving, let's 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 stir it up within ourselves. You know, maybe not everybody's going to see it this way. Man, I'm going out on a limb just preaching this message because somebody could preach a week from now. Somebody that knows more than me could preach. This isn't a year of reviving. This is a year of judgment. It's a, in fact, I heard somebody say that. Uh, I, I, which, judging by the person who said it, I can be pretty sure that they were saying something wrong. Uh, just because I, I can see their, their character and the way they twist scripture and stuff like that. But that's, that's free, no charge. Amen. So you can judge certain things, amen. But, uh, and remember, I'm judging it by my weight anyway. So I, I, I know this is accurate. <laughs> Praise God. That's a joke. Hallelujah. But, uh, but, but God, uh, you, you know, he's, he's looking to pour out in our lives. He's looking to pour out uh, in, in us, get us into that plan, that blessed path. Because as we're on that path, doors open. God shows us things. It's amazing. And when we, my, I was saying this last night, my wife did a recap. On, was on Facebook or something? Instagram, she did a recap thing on 2022. And it showed all the stuff that we did. Like, if you had told me at the beginning of the year I was going to do half of that, I'd been like, no way, you're nuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's just like all these things that happen, all these things, these, these things that we experience. And I'm talking about things with God. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about how many times the Lord spoke to us and, and just poured out and, and showed us things and showed us new things and brought us out of things and, 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 and brought us through things. And, you know, we had opposition and then we were brought out of it. And it's like all of this stuff, that, that recap is just, a, it's just a, a snippet of the year for us of all the different things. Yeah. That's what God is looking to do. He wants to do that in his people. It'll look different for each person. Not everybody would be blessed by the things that we're blessed by. Amen. And you don't need to be. Praise God. Um, praise the Lord. Uh, you, have, uh, you have brought me not sweet cane with money, nor have you filled me with the fat of your sacrifices. Rather, you have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. That's interesting, isn't it? I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake. So even if you can believe, you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm so bad, God won't fix me. He'll do it for his sake, if nothing else. 
So even if you want to be a jack wagon, God will still wipe it out for his sake, for what he wants to accomplish. You hear what I'm saying? So in other words, you may have jacked it all up all along, but God will still use you if you'll be used. Now look what he says here. This is, this is wonderful. I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us argue our case together. State your cause that you may be proved right. God says, come to me and talk to me about it. Let's talk about it. Let's get somewhere. Let's, let's get this thing figured out. Let's get it worked out. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, folks, this is a year to be revived. This is, if there has not been a season two, this is definitely a season two, and that's what I'm looking for. Amen? Praise the Lord. Then he speaks, after, after all of that, of course, I've already shared with you with the, about the year, but this is what he spoke to me after that. This will be a year of reviving. Hear me calling in the distance, but I am coming closer. Listen for me, be alert. And that's what I'm talking, hear me calling in the distance. So it seems like sometimes God is so far away, but just, just tune in your ears. And I don't want to just keep referencing this, this movie we watch. But the, the man didn't know the direction. And there were so many things in it, though, that, that were really, really quite good. The man didn't know the direction that he was going. In. And, and the, the other, there's a few other slaves that escaped with him, but they had to separate because the, the, the best chance of survival was if they went in different directions. So maybe if they were, went after one, the other ones could escape. That's a pretty, a pretty rough point when you have to leave those you're running with just to see if one of you can survive. And, uh, uh, the, 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 you know, they were just, they, were, they didn't have GPS, they didn't have smartphones, they didn't even have Google Maps. I mean, they didn't have a written map, they didn't have AAA, they didn't have any way of knowing which way they were going. He said, go in this direction, and he said, listen, uh, listen for Lincoln's cannons. That's what he said, listen for Lincoln's cannons. Because, you know, uh, the, the armies of the north had gotten into Baton Rouge, I guess. And he said, listen for Lincoln's cantons. And, and the idea was, and, and there was a moment, and I just love the visual, is there was a moment where, where he, he's listening, you know. He's like, he get, gets real quiet and he's listening for cannons somewhere off in the distance. You know, sometimes when God seems so far off, it seems like, man, can we ever find him? Can we? But see, God isn't so far away from us that we can't find him. He's not. It's just that sometimes there's a lot of to-do, a lot of ado in our lives. There's a lot of chaos, a lot of things happening. So sometimes we just got to get quiet yeah. and we just got to listen. Right. All right, Lord, where are you? We got to track it. Like if you feel like you're out of it a little bit, that just means you got to listen a little bit. Amen. But he said to me, hear me calling in the distance, but I'm coming closer. I'm coming closer. So God, God is always moving towards us. And we know this according to the word as well. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, says the Lord. Right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. And so we know that as we draw near to God, he's going to draw near to us. So listen. Look for God. Listen to where, where he's calling from. Amen? Okay. Listen for me and be alert. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, uh, glory to God. The, the, the next set of scriptures that he shared with me, it's so funny that he did because th these are actually scriptures that I think are overused for this purpose. You know, people try to write the visions. We could just go ahead and turn there. Go, go to Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2. Praise the Lord. Many of you know where I'm going already. Um, or Habakkuk, if you want to say it that way. I guess you, I don't know what's right, but uh, Habakkuk 2. You know, a lot of people use these scriptures uh, as they're talking about writing the vision and stuff like that. And, and, and I, don't really, um, I don't really give in to all that. I don't really think that it's... 
that, that, that it's uh, necessarily something. I mean, if God tells you to do it, but the Lord led me here. And so uh, we, we, we'll just go there and, and read what it has to say. Uh, verses, chapter 2, verses uh, 1 through 4. It says, I will stand my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. Folks, this is the way that I've tried to, to, to this is the way I try to live my life now. And I believe that this is a call of every Christian, every believer, is to, is to stand on your guard post, stand where God has placed you. You know, that's what it's representative of. And listen for what he's saying. Let's listen to what God is saying. Lord, what do you, what do you want us to do? What do you, and sometimes you don't know. You know, sometimes even when I don't know, somebody else knows and they tell me and I just hook up with that and run with that. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a good thing? We don't have to do it alone. Uh, and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hastens towards a goal and it will not fail. So in other words, what the, what the Lord was sharing with the prophet here was he was sharing this idea that what the Lord shows, it's not going to fail. But you need to, you need to put faith in it. And the reason that we speak these things, the reason these things come through the pulpit is so we can have something to put our faith in. There is a year that's ahead of us that will be blessed. Hallelujah. There's a year that's ahead of us. It's always before us. I don't believe that's any new revelation. I believe that's just the truth of the word. But there is something for us to reach for. God's always got vision out there. Amen. We just need to hear it. It hastens towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. Uh, behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. And of course, we see that, uh, that scripture brought back into the New Testament, I think in Romans and in Hebrews. You know, it's brought back several times, that idea of the righteous living by faith. Faith in what God will do. Trust in Him. Trust that it's going to be uh, that we have a future and we have a hope. We have an expectation of things that we can look for. We might not know what they are, but we can expect because we know our God that it'll be good. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> and then this is what I heard in my spirit. Watch for me like the rising sun, for I am coming forth. Watch for me in faith with expectation. Yes, watch, watch for me in hope of what I will do. I have not left you nor abandoned you. Praise God. Watch for me like the rising sun. Of course, I had this image in my mind of somebody sitting and watching the sunrise. I remember uh, there's been many times in my life where I w went to watch a sunrise and it's a, you know, just an amazing thing. Of course, many people do it. It's nothing new, but, but, but God said, watch for him. Like, you, you know, knowing that it's going to be good. Why do people watch a sunrise? Not because they don't think it'll be interesting right. or because they think it won't be interesting. They watch for it because they know that it will be. So why don't we start looking for God? Like we know that whatever he has for us is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be worthy of sitting there and getting up early and watching. Amen. It's going to be worthy of, of spending the time to separate ourselves at different times. It's going, to be, it's going to be worthy of the sacrifice that it takes, so to speak. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. And then the Lord said to me, speak out. Speak out in faith. Hallelujah. Speak out. So when, when you know what God is doing, there's a call in us to speak it out, to start speaking it forth. Amen. To start, to start declaring it, to start saying the truth. Do you know that that's what praise is? It's declaring truth. 
It's declaring the truth of God. It's not declaring what, what you're experiencing. It's not declaring what's coming against you, but it's speaking the truth of God. It's saying, Lord, you are so good to me. You know, my family uh, probably could, could verify this to you, but if I'm getting in, going in a hard time, if I'm uh, frustrated, maybe I'm just wearied or tired, maybe I've been working hard or something like that, and I'm just tired out, they'll, they'll hear me often say, well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I'll say it almost, it almost sounds depressing when I say it. Because maybe I'm feeling that way. But why do I say it? I don't say it because I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm saying it because I know that praising God lifts me up out of that. Amen? Declaring it. Speaking the truth. And so when the Lord speaks to us, when he gives us something to run with, then why don't we run with it? Why don't we get excited about it? Why don't we get stirred for what God's doing? Why don't we open our hearts to what God wants to do? Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he said that to me a couple times. Speak out, speak out in faith. Speak out, he said some other things to me, and speak out, speak it out, speak out in faith. Declare what is to be, for it is time. Now that's not, you know, for us to come up with something on our own. No, I, I, I want to see, you know, this or that, so I'm just going to start declaring. That's not what it's about. It's about declaring what he said. It's about declaring what his word says. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You find the word and you, and you run with it. Amen? And then I said uh, in reply, yes, Lord, revive your church. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to share with you, I wanted to get to this place. Um... I'm going to try to break this down for you good. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes. I know, right, there's a lot of uh, Old Testament here. There's a lot of good stuff in the Old Testament. You know, it is most of the book. Right? So there's some good stuff for us to get out of it. In fact, if you understand how the New Testament came to us, it came to us 100% through the Old Testament. In fact... Uh, most of the things that are answered in the New Testament are references back to the Old Testament. Amen? A lot of people don't really understand that, but it's the truth. Ecclesiastes 3. And of course, we know Ecclesiastes 3 from the famous bird song, right? To everything, turn, turn, turn. Of course, the Bible doesn't say turn, 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 but there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I just quoted the song, what does the Bible say? You know, but that's not what we're, we're, we're just a little bit past that. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11. And we'll go through 15. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes is after Proverbs, if you didn't know. Uh, he has made everything appropriate in its time. Now, that word appropriate means uh, beautiful. Um, in Ecclesiastes 5.18, that same word is translated proper. And so you could also in, uh, in, inter interject that. Uh, he has made everything proper in its time. Praise the Lord. So God has made things to work a certain way and for a certain season. And he's made things to, to be effective in the seasons that they are. And the things that God does, he does according to a plan and a purpose. You know, one of the things, one of the things that I discovered this year more than ever is the connection to what God had done and what he had established to the things that he was now establishing. 
If you remember in the, the last Tuesday night service that we had, I was speaking about tongues and talking about how it actually referenced back to something that happened in the Old Testament, right? Back in Isaiah, we talk about, uh, you know, with a, a strange tongue, I will speak to this people, yet they would not listen. And, uh, you know, and so we, we see that hearken back in the New Testament um, at the day of Pentecost and then after. And so you, you see that there is a, a correlation between the two. So it wasn't just something that randomly happened. But God was doing something. Actually, I heard a scholar talking, uh, a couple scholars talking about the book of Romans. And if you go through the book of Romans, and this is way beyond my pay grade, so I'll just let, leave it there for you. But if you go through the book of Ro Romans with understanding, you would understand that, that Romans is specifically back and forth referring to Old Testament scripture continually. You remember when, the, when, the, when, when Paul and the others were writing the New Testament, uh, it's not because I don't just say Paul because I forget the other names. I just say Paul because he wrote a good portion of the New Testament. But when, when Paul and the others were writing the New Testament, they were writing the Bible based on only the Old Testament. They didn't have a New Testament. They didn't have books to refer to. We're, we've been fortunate and blessed enough to have it all and to see the light of it all, but they were just getting light of it. In fact, if you look in the, uh, the, the early church, uh, the Jews that, were, that were, had received salvation, they didn't even realize that God was making salvation for anybody other than the Jews. So the Jews that were getting saved were surprised when they found out, wait a minute, there's other people that get saved too? There's other people that get to partake of this Messiah thing as well? That's what the whole first 10 chapters of Acts is all about, is, is that process of God pour, first poured out his spirit on the Jews, the day of Pentecost, that were believers in G Jesus. And then uh, through Acts 10, in Acts 10, we see where God poured it out on the Gentiles. And then the Bible says that they were surprised because it's like, oh, the Gentiles received this as well. You have to understand that was a pretty big thing. They didn't understand all the stuff that was going on back then. So all of this stuff that we take for granted was just new to them. Amen. And so uh, why do I share all this with you? To give you an understanding that we can preach the New Testament out of the Old Testament because the New Testament came out of the Old Testament. That's where it came from. Amen. Praise the Lord. It just all makes sense together. But uh, so he has made everything appropriate. Is it made everything proper in its time? He has also, look at this, and this is another word that says, another phrase that, that popped out at me like that. He has also said eternity in their heart. <clears throat> God has put within the heart of man a desire to know him. Yeah. Do you remember back when you didn't know the Lord? That maybe there was something there? And, and maybe you remember a point where it started growing more and you're just like, there's something that brought you here. There's something that draws you to himself, right? God has put eternity in the heart of man. And this is what, this was written by King Solomon, of course. And he's looking at this and he's reflecting on life. And he's understanding that God has put the eternity, his eternal plan, his eternal witness. He's put it in the heart of mankind to draw them to himself. Amen. Yet so that man, uh, so that man will not find uh, yeah, so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. I know that there is nothing better for them to rejoice and to do good in one's lifetime. 
uh, to experience good is another way of looking at that. And what, what, what this is talking about literally is, um, you know, that is, is Solomon reflected on the life of a believer or a life of a person that in their hearts and their minds, they, they, they can't see much more than this. That, that, that they're looking at life and they're just trying to rejoice here. Yeah. But eternity is on the inside of them. And so, uh, so and, and there's a reason that we're getting into this. We'll keep going with it. But um, uh, let's see, where am I? Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is a gift of God. And so what this is declaring to us is that, uh, that, that, that the fact that we can see good in life, the fact that you can work hard and obtain something, isn't by your own ability. It isn't by your own ideas. If you've come up with a creative idea that's done something that's just, you know, gone viral, so to speak, and become something that's big and supplies, it's the gift of God. Right. See, God gifts us with the ability to have the brains, the minds that we do to accomplish the things that we accomplish. So when we're effective, even when we don't know God, it's still a gift of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Um, I know that, uh, that everything God does will remain forever. There is nothing to add to it, and there is nothing to take away from it. For God has so worked that men should fear him. Uh, that which has been already, and, that which, has, uh, and that's what, that which will be, has already been. For God seeks what has passed by. And this is, the heart, this is how I got brought into these scriptures here is because what the Lord was showing uh, I literally heard those words what has been will, is what will be that's, that's what, what led me here and uh, God is doing a new thing it's new to us yeah. but the new thing that he's doing isn't any different than what he's always done God has always been with us. He always hearkens back to what he's done before. He always recalls former days. He always walks us in those same paths of righteousness. Amen. He's still doing a new thing, or he's still doing those things. He does them newly to us. Amen. Praise God. And so this is what, uh, this is what I heard in my spirit after, is it's time for the church to awake. It's time for the church to arise and take its place. I have set eternity in the heart of man. It's time that it comes forth. Hallelujah. And then again, he said to me, ask me. Ask me. And then he gave me direction specifically on what to do. And there's a, a, one more scripture we'll get into um, uh, before we close here. But uh, um, God, uh, it's time for us to recognize what God is doing. It's time for us to decide in our hearts that we're not going to let it go. That it doesn't matter so much what has come against us before, what has tried to hinder us before, what has slowed us down, the oppositions that have happened, different things like that. It doesn't matter the paths we were on before. What matters is what God wants to do. It's time for the church to awaken. And really what this is, is the same thing we see all through Scripture. God bless his people. His people lived prosperous, and then his people separated themselves from him. Then as his people separated themselves from him, they started going downward and downward and downward. A lot of times they got into slavery. They got into other kinds of things. They got away from God, yeah. right? Yeah. And the whole time he said, my, 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 my commandments were not burdensome to you. Jesus said that, right? Yeah. 
you know, we understand that the, the commandments of the Lord, the things he directs us to do, they're not a burden to us. They are to increase and bless us and his people. Praise the Lord. And so uh, we need to be revived in this. But we have to determine in ourselves that we're going to embrace reviving. Yeah. We're going to embrace being revived. If we say, okay, this is, a new, this is a new year. This is a new start. This is a clean slate. I can go forward from here unlike I never have before. I believe that you can walk in everything that God will show you. Praise the Lord. Last year set us up for that. What did you say about last year? Yeah. Growing pains. Growth spurt. Last year was a lot of growing pains. You know, we were talk, uh, talking about the kids when they were younger, they had growing pains. It, 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 in their legs and stuff. And I don't know if that's a real thing, but it seemed like it was real then. But you, at the very least, you remember that there was a show called Growing Pains. And, <laughs> amen? There's pains growing sometimes. And sometimes there's those things, but when they produce in the end, is always good. Because we're children of God. The pains out there in the world, they can't promise them nothing. You can't promise them nothing. The only thing you can promise the world is this. If you come in and find out about my God, he turns all those bad things into good things. Because that's the truth of the Lord. That's the truth of what he's doing. Amen? And so Psalm, we're going to close with this. Psalm 2.8. Uh, Psalm 2.8. Psalm 2.8. Praise the Lord. Remember, I kept telling you, God said to me several times, ask me. And then he led me to the scripture. Ask me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance. And the very ends of the earth as your possession. And then it reminded me of something that Reverend Rich kept saying to me when um, we were in Norway. We were walking around. He said, every place that the soles of our feet shall trod, he has given unto us. Amen. That's, of course, quoting Joshua 1.3. Um, but uh, um, giving, uh, literally what this is saying here, I'll give you the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. It's talking about, it's, 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 it's talking about conquering. Um, in a Bible commentary, I read this. It said, people living in these nations, including the rebellious nations, will be subjugated by the Lord's anointed. They will be subjugated. I had to look that word up. It means brought under control, especially by conquest. Yeah. Whatever we set out, as led by the Lord, whatever we set out to do, those nations will be brought under God's dominion because we go. Yeah. If that nation for you is no further than Mayville, New York, then that's all that it needs to be. But it's subject to us. Every place that the soles of our feet shall trod, we shall win for the kingdom of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so as we look into this year, as we look forward into this year, I, I'm just, I, I hope that you feel a little bit revived this morning. I feel like you got something. Uh, I hope that you feel like you have something that you can take from here and, and kind of start refreshing. Listen, starting fresh is up to you. You can leave it all behind, what you came out of, what you came from, if you decide to. And here's the grace to do so. Praise the Lord. If you will do that, if you will leave it behind, I believe with a, without a shadow of doubt that the Lord will lead you and guide you into the future.